Hey folks, welcome back to the Grad Life Podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by PwC. Uh, PwC are a partner of Grad Life and they've got a whole host of options available for students of all stages. So no matter what year in college you're in, if you head over to www.pwc.ie forward slash student, you'll see all the programs they have there and there'll almost definitely be something there to take your fancy and to progress you towards being a more employable grad. Hope you enjoyed the episode. So welcome back to the Grad Life podcast, everyone. My guest today is Alex Bowers. So Alex is working at Robotify, um, which is an Irish startup. Um, he's an international business development rep there. Um, and he's formerly the chair of the Irish Graduate Network. So we'll get into that for a bit as well. Um, but he also spent time working in, in Enterprise Ireland. So again, a few different interesting routes that we're going to kind of go down today and have a chat about. But um, welcome to the podcast, Alex. Okay, thank you very much for having me. Great, how are you doing today? Yeah, good, good. Working hard, keeping busy. <laughs> so I think a great place to start would be to actually have a bit of a chat about Robotify. Um, I suppose for full disclosure, um, uh, Elkstone, where I work, um, we're an investment in Robotify. So I'm fortunate to you know, be able to keep up with the company and all the, the great stuff that's, that's going on. But Alex, for everyone else, it'd be great if you can you know, give us a bit of depth in terms of who Robotify are and what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Would love to um, kind of speak to that. So I suppose in essence, kind of on the on the surface, Robotify is an education company. We're uh, an ed tech startup um, based here in Ireland. And really what we're doing is we provide a, a coding and programming solution um, for children to learn how to computer program. And we do this all through virtual robots. So I suppose the that's kind of, you know, in essence, what we have as our kind of core product and how that that kind of startup, you know, began really was back in around 2015 and um, where our co-founders, Evan and Adam, um, were basically in in secondary school. They went they both went to to Paul's Nerhini and they decided they wanted to bring something different to the school. Um, and that resulted in them bringing uh, kind of robotics, I suppose, to, to that school and then in turn programming. So basically students were building and programming these robots and learning computer programming through this means. And they found that to be a really engaging and effective way. And, you know, these guys bear in mind, were probably 16, 17 at the time. Um, so, you know, they're, they're still very young. Uh, Adam and Evan are, are 22 and they're just both phenomenal individuals. Um, but really when they started building the, you know, kind of building on that, on that kind of dream, they started trying to offer more and more computer or sorry, uh, you know, kind of, robotics clubs and programs for after school to basically get kids in Ireland, you know, to help them kind of learn computer programming at a young age. And when they went to try and scale this business up and this business model of using kind of physical robots to teach coding and computer programming, they started kind of hitting some roadblocks on the way. And one of the big roadblocks was that the cost of physical robots is, is quite high. And especially over in like the United States kind of K-12 education market, where, where, where robotics will be kind of highly sought after over there. And they've kind of adopted computer programming and STEM education, you know, a long time ago, much before um, Ireland did. It was, you know, the, the big kind of hindrance and blockage of kind of, you know, really kind of adopting robots and computer programming to school was the cost aspect of that. Um, and as a result, then that kind of, you know, brings us into the next kind of issue that they found was that, you know, how do you give widespread uh, sorry, um, uh, accessibility to, you know, a whole number of students 
at any given time when say your school can only afford 10 robots or 20 robots for a school population of 500 or 1000 students. So that kind of led them on down this road of, okay, well, what if we built a virtual solution here where, you know, we took the same concept of using robots to teach coding, but we made them virtual. So we built virtual robots and then we got students online on their computers and start coding these robots in virtual environments. And that's kind of, I suppose, where the idea was born and that's kind of where they've kind of come today. So fast forward then three years later, and now we have a platform which has over 100 hours and growing of guided curriculum content and um, which teaches students how to code and program computers using a, a kind of common computer language called Blockly, which is like an inter, kind of like a good introductory uh, language. And it basically just focuses on like using kind of blocks that build on one another to run a program. And we do this all through virtual robots. Um, but really, I suppose that, you know, what's kind of what's become of, of this and, you know, the, the, the advancements of this platform is that it was built all in browser so students can access this all in a browser window and this really just opens up things for us and for 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 the market and to try and teach as many students as we can how to program computers because now students can access it you know from anything from a laptop to a computer to you know an ipad to a tablet whatever that might be all they need is just internet access um, and that's really i suppose kind of what we're solving as a startup is that kind of accessibility piece to computer programming um, and also and also virtual robots. But as a result of building really, really strong technology, we're now able to kind of, you know, branch into several other markets, um, you know, such as like kind of corporate areas and, and you know, industrial automation to provide, you know, virtual simulations um, to that. So it's, you know, very, very exciting, um, you know, yeah. stuff. It, it's probably, you know, it, it can sound a bit confusing at times, um, but I hope I kind of explain that, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it, I think you did a really good job, uh, and it's really I suppose very interesting in terms of your role because you're talking about all the different you know verticals that they could kind of be going into, and and also the fact that you know it's in browser, it, it's so scalable, it can kind of go anywhere in the world. So I think that stems quite nicely in terms of into you know what your role is is in there, you know international business development. Um, be great to just hear a bit about you know where the company was when you started what your sort of mandate is and how you're, you know, how you're driving that side of things. Absolutely. Yeah. So I joined the company um, in July of last year. So I've been here about eight months now. Um, and when I joined, I think I was employee number nine. Um, and now we're at about employee number 18, I'd say. So we've kind of, you know, nice. it's, it's growing and growing. I think the company's really tripled in size in the last 12 months, which is just phenomenal. Um, and it's kind of a, it's a testament to the to the work that you know the co-founders and the, the team have put in from the early stages, um, but really it's just gone from strength to strength. And you know I came on and you know as kind of like a business development representative, um, and you know typically like I suppose my my focus was you know geared towards sales and how do I sell you know Robotify basically, but you know in in the true nature of a startup you end up wearing many hats and doing many things. So that all has really transitioned and evolved. So you know, through, you know, I, I have, I have some sales experience from the past, you know, whether that be in retail or, you know, in through, through my family business and in, in the past and before, but it was nothing, you know, never related to education or, you know, the, the education tech market. So this was all new to me. And um, so it was very exciting, but it was also quite daunting as well, like a steep learning curve. Like the one, the big thing that I learned at the start was like, you know, okay, tech sales or say educational sales take a long time you know, they, they, the sales cycles are between nine and 18 months in some cases. So it can take a long time to kind of really, you know, get, get, get from A to B. 
um, you know, so you kind of you, you learn a lot of kind of you know things at the, at the early stages. You kind of you, you hit the ground running, but you sort of fall flat on your face, and you just have to pick yourself <laughs> up, keep learning, keep learning. But that really kind of helps you develop. And you know, really, what my role kind of transitioned to, you know, over the last kind of eight nine months is that we realized that in order for us to scale and scale effectively in markets, we needed to take a partner led approach to market. So part of my job was going out and finding educational partners in various markets around the world and partnering with them to allow their sales forces and their teams take on Robotify and distribute it to their market. So part of my job now is while I still do a lot of direct selling, I kind of, I focus on direct selling, particularly in the United States market, but now we have partners in, you know, over 25 countries um, in, in the world. So like, you know, my job is really to manage those kind of channel sales through those partners, but really to manage those partnerships as well. So, you know, on a daily basis, I take calls anywhere, you know, from countries in, in, in Australia, like or sorry, such as Australia, New Zealand, you know, to Mexico, to Turkey, United States, um, you know, Thailand, uh, China, Vietnam, Japan, South Korea, like it is or India as well as a huge market for us. You know, I'm constantly caught like on, on calls with people, with our partners from various countries. And that for me is a phenomenal experience. You know, I get to work with different people, different cultures, you know, different organizations every single day. Um, it's really exciting. It's definitely challenging. Um, you know, you, you, you learn a lot and, you know, it's, it's long hours. It's very early mornings and very late nights sometimes. But, you know, my role is going to transition now to kind of span a wide range of things. You know, I've, I've kind of dipped my, my kind of, you know, been exposed to customer service, been exposed to sales, been exposed to kind of partner management, been exposed to some aspects of finance and, you know, kind of commercial development. So really, you know, you kind of, you span like a, a huge kind of range of things and, you know, you have, you have a lot of responsibility, but that's, you know, I suppose kind of part of part of working in a startup. But um, yeah. Yeah, really interesting. And I suppose also because you've seen both sides of it and, you know, maybe we'll, we'll go into a bit of your role in Enterprise Ireland now, but, you know, having seen, you know, that opposite side of things, working in a big company um, and then going to work for a startup, you know, I'm interested to hear your decision-making process in that regards. You know, you obviously could see where you could go in both directions and chose the startup route. So maybe you could tell us a bit about, you know, working in Enterprise Ireland as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I was very fortunate. Like I, I did um, I did business studies in DCU uh, for my undergrad. And part of that program in, in third year, for anyone who does it, knows that you do a, a year-long internship. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of options, a whole kind of host of options. And none of them, you know, really appealed to me at the time when I was in college you know like when I, when I was looking through this long list of like you know various different roles and positions that kind of you know it's it, it's very broad and it's a fantastic program but none of them really kind of you know were interested in me I, I I thought maybe I might like marketing maybe I might like sales you know you know I, I got a really I didn't really know what I wanted to do and then one day you know a, a whole list of jobs came available for Enterprise Ireland and one of them was um a title called HPSU and I was like Okay, what the hell is that? And that's still for high potential startups. And there was two positions available, high potential startups accelerate and high potential startups start. And I read the job description and it was basically saying that you would work with Irish-based startups. You know, you'd get exposure to a lot of kind of startup companies in Ireland. You'd learn a little bit about like the investment side of things, you know, what it's like, you know, the startup life, the startup culture. You learn about like, you know, the Irish startup space and, you know, kind of funding, all that kind of stuff. And I just thought that is, that sounds phenomenal. That's that, you know, I, I want that kind of thing. So I applied and, and, you know, luckily enough, I, you know, um, managed to get the job and I started there and I did a, did a year long internship with Enterprise Ireland and it was absolutely phenomenal. I worked in the, the HPSU Accelerate program. So 
I was dealing with startups that were slightly further along in their journey, like maybe kind of two, two to five years. So typically at this stage, they're kind of looking for either seed funding or series A. Um, you know, they've kind of developed, they have like a, an MVP. Um, you know, they kind of have like a, a, a team of kind of four or five built out at this point. You know, they're they're well past their kind of, you know, their initial kind of, you know, ideation stage. They're they're well into like they have a product usually at this point. And, you know, so it's it's really ex- exciting because they're they're on that kind of accelerating scaling journey um of their of their kind of startup venture journey um and that was just phenomenal it gave me so much exposure and it really kind of allowed me to sit sort of on both sides of the fence because mm. I work with the, the likes of the senior executives there when i when they were preparing their their funding proposals to to you know present to the the board uh, the, the investment committee board in enterprise ireland and i get you know i get a huge insight into what that side is like on the investment front and then on the similar side, I get to work directly with these, you know, startup founders, the CEOs and CTOs and, and founders of, of these businesses and really understand more about them and meet them and kind of, you know, you get to see like there's so many like common traits with kind of founders and, you know, you, 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 you kind of you see all the common mistakes and pitfalls that people make, you know, you, you just you learn so much. So it was such a such a great year, you know, for kind of learning and kind of just getting a kind of a deep dive into that. And I suppose at the, the tail end of that year. Funny enough, I saw like a, a startup application come through the door and it was for Robotify. Now, I, uh-huh. I didn't really know who they were, but like they, they, they would have been a bit airy in the stage. So I wouldn't have really gotten to work with them. Um, and then lo and behold, you know, fast forward then a year later and, you know, I'm finished college. I'm looking for a job. And through the Irish Graduates Network, I guess, you know, sent a job description saying, hey, this might be suited, suitable for you. And, you know, luckily I got a I got a referral through that. And yeah, I, I applied and got the job. And, you know, really, I suppose why I wanted to kind of to go down the startup route is because I knew just from kind of working with a few startup clients through Enterprise Ireland that if I was to go down the startup route, that I would be given all the responsibility more than likely at the early stage, especially when you're working in small teams and you have to, you have to, you know, you have to kind of do a lot in, in that kind of stage of a startup. Um, and also I knew that the like there'd be a lot of learning and development there because you know you're you're pushed to grow in, in a startup environment. You know, you get presented with challenges every day. And a lot of things, you know, that I get like every morning I wake up and there could be 10, 15 emails from that came throughout the night from you know Asia, Australia, wherever that might be, and their challenges, their problems, are things that I don't actually know how to do. But you have to figure it out. You know, you have to get you have to just kind of get up and go, okay, well, you know, how am I going to approach this? How am I going to do this? And you know, you get to learn that way. So I knew that you know, by kind of going down the startup route, I'd be able to learn and grow a huge amount. And that's really kind of what my, what my focus was on. Um, Mark Maxwell, the, the, the main man behind yeah, Grad Life, he, he speaks about, you know, he spoke one, one time at, at an event that uh, I was at and he said, your 20s are for learning and your 30s are for earning. And that really kind I of I always resonated. remember that from that exact event. Yeah. Alex. That, that yeah, quote, I always think about that. Exactly. Mark. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so credit to Mark for that one. Um, but I like that kind of resonated with me and I was like, you know what, then that's, that's kind of what I want to do. Cause I, I knew that, you know, that, well, if I want to really kind of grow and develop in my twenties and get a lot of experience and really grow, it's going to be a hard graft, but I definitely think the startup route was for me. So that's kind of, that was sort of, that was part of my decision as to why I went down the startup route. Yeah. It's really interesting. Uh, like even back in college, I remember, you know, a few different talks that there would be in terms of making that decision of going corporate versus startup uh, and it's a really interesting kind of you know thing to get your head around working in a large company obviously comes with a lot of benefits and um and vice versa but what do you think is you know the more most difficult thing about working at a startup and I know you touched on it in terms of what's rewarding but you know if you could put 
your finger on one thing that you find the most rewarding about working at a startup that maybe you wouldn't have gotten somewhere else what would that one thing be on both sides um, I suppose the rewarding part about working a startup is definitely the experience, you know, particularly in my role, like I'm on the business development side, so I'm client facing, you know, all the time. And that has resulted in me, you know, regularly being on calls with C-level executives of, you know, companies that employ over, you know, employ over 100 people or 200 people and are making revenues north of, you know, 20, 30, 50 million you know, dollars a year that level of exposure is just insane. You know, you think about it, like it's something that, you know, it's going to become second nature now that you just, you have to have these calls because that's, that's part of business development. We, you know, we meet these, these companies to try and either partner with them or, you know, to try and, you know, to, to do business with them. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not like, okay, like I'm going to prep this document for a manager who's then going to give it to a senior manager, you know, and then they'll take it from there. It's like, that like that doesn't exist in a startup yeah. so it's like you have to take on that responsibility and take on that role and you sort of just you have to be a you know team player and stuff so the level of exposure and experience I'm getting as a result of that like having to have you know high level business conversations with you know top level executives and people that have 20 30 years of experience you know more experience than me is just such great exposure and experience in itself you know I'm learning constantly off people you know who are far more experienced in the industry than I am and that's just brilliant so that's like I suppose that's a huge kind of you know reward for me on the business development side that I just think is is phenomenal and something that I, I wouldn't get in a larger corporation mm, mm, definitely and then you know to see the other side of it you know if someone's listening to this and thinking that all sounds brilliant um but what would your caveat be in terms of you know going to work for a startup versus being in that you know more comfortable position with with layers which you know might mean a little bit less responsibility example yeah yeah it's definitely you know I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm dressing it up here a lot like there's like they they, they say it often in, in kind of in, in the startup world the startup culture the highs are extremely high and the lows are extremely low there are days here where it is just in intensely challenging and tough and difficult you know but you, you become all the better for them because of that you know things that you have to manage you know like you're put under a lot of pressure and stress to deliver sometimes and that can be challenging in itself so you really kind of have to go in you know, with that kind of thick skin, but knowing that, look, you're going to be, you're going to be shot down. There's going to be, you know, times of rejection and, and, you know, periods of doubt and that kind of thing, you know, that like they are like the, the tough days, but then there are, you know, there, there are days where, you know, it, it, it pays off and it's, it's so rewarding and it's, it's great. So I'd say, you know, if you're, if for anyone who's kind of listening or kind of interested or thinking about going down the startup route, you know, you kind of, you have to go in knowing that it's going to be challenging, you know, it's, it's not all kind of, you know, glam and you know it's like oh like you know it's all young people just kind of running around drinking coffees and just kind of you know <laughs> make a billion but that's just not the case at all like it's it's a it's a tough slog at times it's it's hard work um and yeah you know like you have a lot of responsibility long hours you know but I suppose in the end of the day you know if that's kind of what you want then then the startup the startup kind of route is is, is, is for you because there are definitely a lot of you know benefits and, and perks yeah. to it Nice. That, that, that's a nice summary. Um, so you you did mention before that, you know, the way that you got this job was actually through the Irish Graduate Network, um, which mm-hmm. is really interesting because I suppose it's exactly what it was set up to do. But you might speak to that a little bit more because you were involved from, from the start with the Ad- Irish Graduate Network and, you know, you were you sat in this chair for a while. So, you know, interested just to hear about your involvement in the IGN and, you know, how why you got involved initially and and, you know, how you find that found that time as being you know the chair or co-chair 
Yeah, absolutely. So like I suppose the, the Irish Graduates Network, you know, like you said, Kate was set up with the, the intention of helping young, you know, Irish kind of working professionals and, 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 and graduates to kind of network and, and meet people who they wouldn't ordinarily meet in their kind of social circles and just kind of grow their, their professional networks and social networks, I suppose, as well. And the reason I got involved was, you know, probably thanks to Enterprise Ireland and through the exposure I got with them. Um, they sent me, they basically tasked me with uh, providing five um, kind of uh, pitch speakers, like startup pitch speakers for this event called the IIBN event. And this is when I was doing my internship there. I had no idea who the IIBN were, but I organized these speakers, these, you know, these startup speakers. They all said yes, they attended, they, they pitched, like they did like a three minute kind of pitch of their business at this and was really well like it, it sorry went went really well um, and there was a whole host of other speakers like Paddy Power, Ray Nolan, Damon Dunphy, you know, some 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 great speakers there as well. Um, and you know, I kind of I I met uh, the head of the IIBN, Connor Foley. Um, and he just I suppose he, he kind of pointed me out because I stuck out like a sore thumb, you know, I was like a, a young fresh kid <laughs> in the street. And I was pretty the youngest there for about 20 years. So you know he kind of came up to me and he was like it was almost like how you keep them but like also like what are you doing here <laughs> uh, so he just got chatting to me and, and he just he just took a lot of interest um you know in, in what I was doing Enterprise Ireland and you know the, the HBSU startup kind of program and all that and you know through that then I actually subsequently invited himself and another colleague that, that he works with to the Enterprise Ireland startup showcase event which is one of the largest you know startup events of the year um, and he attended that and again he just you know got speaking to him there and he followed up with me and he goes, hey, look, you know, you know, you know what I do, like we, we have the Irish International Business Network, it's a network of, of Irish people from all around the world, you know, there's over 8,000 people in, 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 within this network, they do monthly events, you know, kind of gatherings and stuff, and it creates a phenomenal amount of opportunities. And he basically just kind of said, I have the same idea, but, you know, would that work for, you know, graduates and kind of people in their, people in their 20s? And I said, yeah, absolutely, I think that would, that would definitely work. So, through that, then I got invited to, you know, the kind of the initial kind of board meeting uh, phase, like during during the summer after my internship. And there was a group of maybe 12 or 14 of us. And, you know, everyone kind of came from different backgrounds. So like no one really knew each other. So that was fantastic. And we were all just kind of people between the age of, say, 21 and 25. You know, we were all either in college or doing internships or on grad programs or whatever that might have been. And we all just kind of, you know, got talking and stuff, and, you know, we were like, well, yeah, we're going to replicate, you know, what the IIBN does and we're going to make it, you know, suitable. We're going to call it the Irish Graduates Network. And, you know, fortunately enough, I was, I was, you know, elected the, the co-chair position and, you know, it was probably, probably a bit of a big step for me because there's definitely people on that board that had far more experience. But, you know, that being said, you know, that's the, that's the power of having a team in place there, you know, that, that everyone brings a certain, you know, level of experience to the table and, you know, they can contribute. So made my job phenomenally easy and really enjoyable as well. And through that, then, you know, the Irish Graduate Network has grown now to have, you know, a few hundred members in it, you know, monthly events, albeit virtual online now. Um, but, you know, we, we kicked off with a series of in-person events that, you know, had anywhere between 60 and 100, uh, 100 people at these events. You know, there was some food and drink and you were just getting to meet people that you would not ordinarily meet, you know, through your own kind of social circles, which is great. And then, you know, you connect with these people on LinkedIn and you start growing your network because I suppose the whole thing for me is like, well, you know, we're pretty going to be as like Irish people are very kind of close knit and we all sort of know each other, that kind of thing. And if we're going to be doing business together, you know, in 20, 30 years time, why not get to know each other now? Um, and yeah, that was, it was a phenomenal experience. Uh, you know, I was, I was co-chair of the IGN for about 
eight or nine months, I think, um, before that kind of that position rolled over and, and transitioned. But again, just another great experience um, to have. Yeah, it's brilliant. And, you know, it's still ongoing now. If anyone listening does want to, to get involved, um, always having, you know, we have a, a lunch club going on at the moment. So always great to have new faces. Um, but it is interesting, as you say, like everyone coming into that graduate network from all different backgrounds. And I think sometimes in in the universities, things can be quite siloed. So, you know, like if you're from a particular university, you only really know the people from that university and it's kind of part of the, the power of the network. But um, I am interested to hear about your experience. Like you were in DCU. Um, I was in Trinity, so I don't I don't know much about the experience in DCU, but interested to hear about, you know, why you chose that course and, and how your experience in college was. Yeah, um, I suppose, my, you know, I, I was always geared towards uh, kind of DCU, especially in school, mainly for the, the reason I suppose I, I was a I'm, a I'm a basketball player and, you know, I was always kind of very keen basketball player and, and grew up playing for St. Vincent's who would be kind of, I suppose, partner club with, with DCU. Um, and my sister did business studies in DCU. And, you know, I just kind of always had, the, had it in my head that, you know, right, I want to do DCU business or I want to do Mint in DCU. They were kind of my, my two, um, you know, courses that I was just like, these are these are the ones for me. Um, and then the leaving cert rolled around and I fell flat on my face. I failed, failed maths. Um, so pretty much everything with regards to level eights was just thrown out the window. And I was just really kind of, you know, putting my ass, I suppose, and didn't really know what I was going to do. So one of my one of my level six courses was um, business management in DIT, um, and I got offered that. So I looked at this course, and it was a two year higher certificate course in business management. And you know the options were: look, you can take that. You know, you can take a year out and just not go to college. You can repeat the leave insert. And a lot of people were kind of saying like, oh, just just repeat the leave insert. You know, just repeat the leave insert. But the leave insert was, you know, I'm one of those people that says the leave insert was not for me. It just wasn't for me. <laughs> it wasn't my cup of tea at all. So there was no way that I was going to do that again. So I took the the opportunity with the level six in, in DIT and probably one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life because it just set me up for so many other things, you know, and probably, you know, the reason why I'm in the position I am today was because of, you know, a lot of the things I learned in that course. That was a two-year program. And after those two years, um, I, you know, really just kind of, I suppose I, I sort of changed my, my kind of approach to, to education and, and, and attitude to education. I think after the leave insert kind of, you know, screwed me over <laughs> in a way I probably screwed myself over. I took kind of a, quite a, quite a negative approach to kind of, you know, academia and, and education. Um, and funny, funny in that, like I find myself full circle now working for an education. I was great to say. <laughs> There's irony there, but, you know, like I, I changed my approach. I, I worked hard. I, I resat the, the Leaving Cert Maths papers um, the following year while I was doing this, this higher certificate program in DIT. And after the two years there, I, I ended up graduating top of the course. Um, and through that, then I managed to get advanced entry into DCU business. So I skipped first year of DCU business and went straight into second year. Um, and then through that then, so I did my, my second year in DCU and the third year is the internship and then fourth year is the final year. And, you know, just really glad of that because DIT, I, I learned so much, you know, I covered a, a, a combined 24 modules over the two years, ranging from, you know, you know, the kind of principles in, in finance, you know, in, in, in accounting, in marketing, in management, in, you know, operations and logistics, like it covered so many things in IT as well. Like it just gave me such a broad scope four things and you know it really set me up in such a good way and you know like even there, there was like a there was an entrepreneurship module there as well which basically got you to take a take a business idea from ideation right up to you know business plan and launch 
Um, and, you know, you get to enter into the, the Bolton Trust competition, which is like an entrepreneurial student competition um, and got great exposure through that. And then, you know, that kind of just set me up, I suppose, then, you know, like through, through all the learnings in that course to get to DCU and then, you know, ended up going into DCU, working hard through, through there, doing a good internship year and then eventually graduating business. And, you know, it, it took me, you know, an extra year. But I'm so glad that I that I took that extra year to do that. You know, I think a lot of people in there in there, you know, when they're in you know secondary school and even early in college, they think, oh God, like I have to get out, do my degree in four years, and then get working. And you know, my advice to that is be like, no, take your time. You know, if there's other opportunities or things that you want to do, by all means, do it. You know, like it's one of those things that, like, I got so much more out of doing that extra year than I would have if I just went straight into DCU business, you know, did the, did the four years and just kind of, and went straight into the, straight into the working world. Mm. So uh, yeah, that was kind of, that was kind of a quick snapshot of my, of my route through college. Yeah, it's brilliant. And, and I think, you know, you, you talking about your experience there really feeds back into that quote that we were quoting of Marx, um, you know, your twenties are for learning and your thirties are for earning. It feels like you really, you know, have actually have stood to that in terms of that, that extra time and what you took from it in, in DIT. Um, Interested just to know, like you know, during this time when you were studying all these different modules, do you think that you knew what you wanted to do? Again, you know, I'm sure lots of people listening and myself included when I was in college thinking, do I actually, you know, what do I actually want to do? You're learning all these things. Were you the kind of person who had it clear in your head? You know, you did the entrepreneurship module and you thought, you know, I'd love to be working in this world or, you know, did you, did you take your time in terms of coming to that conclusion? Yeah, it's a definitely kind of a, an interesting question. I, I think, you know, I've I've always sort of had this, you know, kind of like I've always had an interest in in entrepreneurships and, and startups and stuff. And someday I'd love to have my own business um, you know, kind of down the line. Um, you know, last summer I I worked with a, a very kind of senior experienced consultant um in kind of human resources and, and, and recruitment. And, you know, he basically kind of told me to to fill out this application before I even spoke to him. And it was to kind of get a feel for like what I wanted to to do in terms of career wise and basically what kind of stemmed from this kind of you know me filling out this was that either I'd be kind of suitable for like that kind of multinational corporate side of things or I'd be suitable kind of for a startup and I kind of knew that myself you know when I finished college I was like you know either I want to I think for, for me like my my goal was just to get as much experience you know as possible so I wanted somewhere that I'm you know that I'm going to learn and I think you know I, I would have mentioned that earlier and I think like some of these big kind of corporations you know like like especially in if you're thinking of like a business development role like I do like the LinkedIn's the Facebook's the Google's the whole spots I think they have phenomenal programs in place that you can really kind of learn and grow at your own pace um, and that was definitely attractive for me um, but you know at the same time I think just kind of a startup was always sort of calling my name like and that's why I was lucky in the sense that the opportunity came up for a startup at the time that I was looking for a job I think you know I didn't really know like there's like it's, it's so hard to know, like, you know, I had, like I had, you know, I, I had so many different, you know, ideas in my head through a college of, you know, what I'm going to do and finished up. Like I've worked, I've worked, I think I've worked in maybe 12 or 13 different jobs all through a college mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, school and they've spanned, you know, anywhere I was, I was, I was a carpenter's apprentice for one summer, like different things like that, that I've done <laughs> just kind of, you know, just kind of random things that you're just going to get experience in. And, you know, you can have these pipe dreams of like, oh, I could do that. I could do that. So I think it's, it's, you know, it's, it's important definitely just to kind of keep the mind open and, you know, kind of keep, keep the ideas flowing. You know, there's, there's always, you know, I think, I think a lot of people fall into the trap of limiting themselves, you know, in first year of college saying 
I'm going to do this, you know, like I'm going to work for the, the big four. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go off and I'm going to work for a startup. And that, that's me doing. And I think that kind of really limits you in a lot of ways because, you know, you, you kind of, you close off a lot of, of, of avenues and potential and opportunities there. And you become quite kind of linear thinking, you know, with everything you do then because it's focused towards that. So I think I always wanted to work in a startup. Um, I'm glad I've done it now, you know, that, that, that I'm doing it now. I think it was definitely the right decision. But throughout college, the answer is no, I really didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. But I'm kind of glad in that, that sometimes it's scary and overwhelming. But then at the same time, you just have to keep your mind open, you know, seek out opportunities, kind of see what else is available because there are so many, you know, other jobs. And I think having a business degree, you know, it's it's a great kind of starting point for anyone and foundation. But, you know, it's it's very broad and it can be applied to a lot of things. So there's loads of opportunities after college. Mm. Yeah, that's really nice perspective, honestly, just to to give that sort of sense of open mindedness and how many good things can come from that. Um, to wrap it up, um, it'd be great, Alex, if you had any, you know, podcast or book recommendations um, for people listening and any of your favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I suppose one of my one of my favorite books is uh, called The Compound Effect by I think it's Darren Hardy. Um, and basically that book just talks about how simple basic habits compounded over time can have drastically positive impacts to your life and it is a brilliant book it's a really kind of short book it's 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 phenomenal just would would highly recommend would the, the next book i'm going to read is called think and grow rich i've heard that's a, a brilliant oh, book i've heard that's a good book all right so that's my that's that, that's next on my read list um and then podcast wise i'm a i'm a big fan of, of a man called stephen bartlett he's a, a uk-based very successful entrepreneur who started and sold a, a marketing agency called Social Chain. And he has a podcast called The Diary of a CEO. And he interviews, you know, a range of people, you know, kind of from all walks of life. And it's just, it's a really open, honest, genuine podcast. And I think it's really, really good for people in their 20s. Um, you know, it kind of, it spans a whole range of things from, you know, business to, you know, sexuality, to culture, to, to race it, to everything, you know, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, they're, they're my, my, my two kind of go-tos at the moment. Brilliant. They're really, really great recommendations. Um, Alex, thank you so much. I feel honestly like this is an episode that I really would have liked to have heard when, when I was in college and when I was trying to make all my decisions. So thanks so much for taking the time and for, for sharing all of your perspectives. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. Thank you very much, Kate.